0: Welcome to See Here Love, I'm your host Melinda Estabrooks and we're so glad you've joined us for Holy Week and for our special Easter show as we gear up for Good Friday and Easter coming up this week. And I'm so glad that the beautiful See Here Love team is all here this week. Hi. Loving this as we go into Gorgeous. Easter. Yeah. And I know how much you love my Easter cape, Joanna. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that that everyone should wear capes for I know. Well, you know. I'm sorry I didn't I bring mine. And I, I, we say this because before the show we were joking <laughs> <and screaming laughs> about clearly, my cape. Clearly he
1: is risen. But I actually want one so, <laughs> so good. Clearly. Oh, good. I
0: yeah. love the fun. I love the fun. And we're so glad that we have actually some testosterone in this show, too, because Abdu Murray, who's the North American director of Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, author and named one of the best lawyers in America. will be sharing his story on how he found Jesus through the Easter story. So this is going to be a great show. But let's start off, you know, as we are in Holy Week, why is Easter so significant for you? Why is it important to your faith as you say, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus? Joe, what would you say? Uh, for, well,
2: for all of us as Christians, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then the rest of this is... Nonsense. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 15, I love how Eugene Peterson talks about it. He says, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then Christians should be pitied and everything that we believe is smoke Mm -hmm. and mirrors. But because he did rise from the dead that this Easter thing is such a big deal that actually everything else about who Jesus said he was we can trust in, yeah. yeah. So it's a big deal. It is a big
0: deal. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Peach.
1: Yeah. That's exactly it. Uh, we serve a risen savior. And so uh, it's this whole death to life and you know, mm-hmm. and so we, we now uh, become new in him. We are resurrected in him. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a new life that awaits us. We are promised eternity. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a hope. Yeah. We have a hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so where there's a grave where people can mourn or a temple where people can go, we serve a living, breathing uh, God that lives with us, walks with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easter is like the whole premise of Christianity. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's. there's a song that sings, by your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. And um, yeah, yeah, you can't have the death of Jesus on the cross without the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, that's Easter. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah, yep. it's
4: good. It's such a climactic moment in the meta-narrative of what God was doing. And for me, it's the beginning of the end mm-hmm. for all that sin had power over us. Yeah. There's, there's always that struggle, but it's like no longer. Yeah. And it's that climax point. And it's like this, from this point on, really, it's like we're more than conquerors. We are looking forward to that day when Jesus comes back.
0: You know what? I'm so encouraged that when I ask you that question, you can answer well. You know, it's, I, I say this because many years ago when I was a reporter, uh, my boss, Lorna, asked me to go down to downtown Toronto and interview as many people on what does Easter mean. So I interviewed probably over 25 to 30 people and only two people on the streets of Toronto, a main street called Queen Street, mm. answered me. Wow. There was 30 and I just did randoms. Wow. And it was really fascinating because people were like, I don't know what Easter means. Is it about bunnies? Is it mm. chocolate? Wow. And even one girl said to me, I actually go to a church, but I don't think I've ever heard mm. the true Easter story. Wow. Yeah. wow! And I was just like, "What?" Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm, my heart, because I think it's so important that we can articulate yeah. Yeah. and share what it means to us yeah. verbally, but also with our lives as well. And so I'm really encouraged because I came out of that, and my poor cameraman Dave and I sat down <laughs> after and had a coffee, and I was like, mm. <laughs> I was so dejected because yeah, no one marriage, had it. people yeah. literally went. Easter? Yeah. yeah. I go, what happened Good Friday? They're like, I don't wow. know.
4: Good thing? Was a chocolate
0: yeah. bar made? Like, yeah. that's how it was. Yeah. But I guess yeah. I would see that as an opportunity. Maybe you're going to say the same yeah. thing.
2: When people don't really know what it is, they have an opportunity to be taught what it is right. without having to get rid of all the stuff that it isn't. Yeah. So if they don't have any premise yeah. of it, you're starting with a clean slate, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to unlearning things before yeah. you yeah. relearn. Yeah. Yeah. That
4: <laughs> comment about the girl who went to church that was concerning, because what sure. does the church teach if yeah. not about
1: Jesus yeah. and the yeah, resurrection? Good. Yeah. That was
0: concerning. That was a one moment. I'm like, I was like, um, can you tell me the church? And then she did, and then we didn't put that on air, though. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put that on air. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I was just going to say it's an exciting opportunity. The Bible says to, for us to always have an answer to the hope that lies Within us, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's the opportunity. It's a life-giving gospel. It changes lives, and it's yes. still doing that today. And so, um, rather than sort of shirking away from that moment um, and thinking, "Oh, gee, it's a bunny Easter chocolate yes. thing," what a great opportunity to share the gospel. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And I'm just as you're telling these stories, I'm like, you know what? Four years ago, I I feel like I grew up a Christian. I was that person. It wasn't until like four Easter's ago that this deep revelation of what Easter meant yep. mm-hmm. actually changed me from the inside yeah. out. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I think yeah. when you grow up in that culture, you assume that you know it, but you haven't articulated yeah. it. Yeah. And it was That's actually it. a good point. And the yeah, reference yeah. there is 1 Peter 3.15. At the tail end of that, it's with respect and gentleness. You got to know what you yeah, believe in mm-hmm. in order to approach the yeah. topic with gentleness and not just, ah, this is what I believe, you yeah. know?
0: No good stuff. Well, let's continue on this great conversation about Easter because we're going to hear from Abdu Murray. He's a former Muslim who found Jesus through the story and truth of Easter. And when we come back, we'll share our thoughts after we hear from him. Abdu Murray, So great to have you here on location in Edmonton, Alberta, to to talk about Easter.
5: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much.
0: So I think you're perfect for this topic, especially in light of your own story, a proud Muslim to a follower of Jesus. Let's get to know you a little bit more and how Easter has made a big impact on you as far as your faith.
5: Well, actually, Easter was part of the things that formed my faith in the first place. Uh, As you said, I was raised uh, as a Muslim. I was a very proud Muslim. Um, I thought Islam was true and people should believe true things and not false things. So I made it my goal, even at a young age, I mean, we're talking like middle school, high school and beyond, to try to convince people who weren't Muslims that they were wrong and I was right. Mm -hmm. I would do it oftentimes in terms of conversations. It wasn't just, you know, yelling at them, that kind of a thing. But it was asking them pointed fundamental questions. Like one question I think that is important now especially, but it was important back then, I'd ask them this, why are you a Christian? And Christians were low-hanging fruit. I mean, there were Jews and and Buddhists and Hindus who lived in the area I lived in, uh, not a lot. It was a lot of Christians, or at least nominal Christians. So when I asked them, why are you a Christian? They'd say, I don't know. I go to the uh, Presbyterian church on Easter and Christmas. I guess I'm a Presbyterian. And they'd say it like that. (laughs) like They'd say, with a lilt in their voice, I'm like, is that a question or an answer? I'm not sure you even know. (laughs) So I'd say, have you thought it through? And they'd say, no, I haven't thought it through. Um, very much, and I'd say, well, I have thought it through for you, let me tell you why you're wrong. Uh, And I would engage in these conversations, and um, very few Christians knew how to respond to my objections. But there were a couple of Christians who, they were so annoying because they knew what they were talking about, Um, (laughs) but they knew what they were talking about, and they caused me to think a little bit more. And these two guys who were missionaries were going door to door at the college uh, apartments where I was staying in my undergraduate days and they came to the door and most people would just slam the door in their face or not even answer the door. When they came to my door, I was like, you guys deliver, this is awesome, come on in. (laughs) So they came in and we would start to talk and I was trying to knock the faith out of these guys by showing them a contradiction in the Bible. But it was, as I was looking at the Bible, where I began to see, this is actually lining up with history. This Mm -hmm. is actually giving me things that aren't just factually true, but relevant. And truth Uh and relevancy, they, they dance together. But something can be true and irrelevant, like for the fact that I'm a very large man. I have size 15 shoes. Me having big feet is not relevant to anyone's life but my own. (laughs) But it's true. But things that do matter, Mm -hmm. like who I am, what I am, am I a random collocation of atoms? Am I a slave of Allah, as Muslims believe? Or am I made in God's image? Mm -hmm. Those questions are relevant, and so the truth of them matters more. So I began to see some things unfolding in scripture that were telling me historically true things, philosophically valid things, scientifically verified things, and eventually it became existentially relevant for me. That it wasn't just telling me true things, but relevant things as well. Um, So one of those things was the resurrection of Jesus. First it came to the reliability of the scriptures. Can we actually say that what we have now is what they wrote then? Mm -hmm. And the answer is is a resounding yes. The evidence is there. But as a Muslim, I believed in this uh, concept. And this is something that Muslims and Christians actually share. We hear this phrase in, uh, in Arabic, it's Allahu Akbar. And usually we hear it on the news, unfortunately, when bad things happen. Mm-hmm. But Muslims say it all the time. Very peaceful Muslims say it all the time. It means God is greater. So God's fundamental greatness, his, his unmatched greatness, is the central idea of all of Islam. So I was rejecting things about Christianity because I thought, that they insulted God's greatness, the Trinity, the incarnation Mm -hmm. and the cross. When I began to look at them, I began to see that these things don't insult his greatness, but they actually demonstrate his greatness, that God is great because he's a Trinity. God is great because he's incarnational Mm -hmm. and God is great because he's self-sacrificial. So Ah, over the course of a nine year journey, and it wasn't nine years because the answers were hard to find. It was nine years because the answers were hard to accept. I didn't want to change what I was.
0: And I think a lot of people are in that place today.
5: Oh, absolutely. You don't
0: want to change because it's hard to accept what that would mean for your life.
5: We're self-determiners, right? Right. We determine our own destinies. And we don't want maybe a transcendent being to tell us things about ourselves that we don't necessarily find all that comfortable.
0: Right, yeah, no, that makes sense, that makes sense.
5: so that identity was a big issue for me and I didn't want to stop being a Muslim. But at some point, my intellectual integrity um, was taking over, as uncomfortable as it was, and one of the linchpins for me was this idea of God's greatness. It seemed to me that if God is the greatest possible being, then he would express the greatest possible ethic, which is love. And he would express it in the greatest possible way. What is the greatest possible way to express love? It's self-sacrifice. Mm. If I can do it for someone who loves me back or a stranger, ought not God, the greatest possible being, be able to do it? And I remember where I was when I read Romans chapter 5, verse 8. For God demonstrates his love, his unmatched love, his unparalleled love, his greatest possible love. And that while we were sinners, not those who love God, but those who hate God, Christ died for us. So we will sacrifice for someone who loves us or a stranger. God sacrifices for those who hate him. That's a God worth believing in. That's huge. That's the God I ended up giving my life to. Oh,
0: some very powerful things mm-hmm. Abdu said in, in this in the first segment that we're listening to what struck out at you what was something mm-hmm. that was really like impactful mm-hmm.
4: For me, it was that part when he took that long journey and it was the truth is not easy to find. It's hard to accept because I think that's an honest just response to it, because it's just this C.S. Lewis, the author, kind of has this um, analogy of people dabbling in religion. And he says, what if you find God? What then? And worse still, what if God finds you? Because now you're confronted with something. Are you going to accept them?
0: So what you're saying is his nine-year journey. It took him nine years because yeah. it was hard to accept the truth because he knew that he would have to change his yeah. There way, is a follow-up. Yeah. Like what are you going to yeah. do yeah. when you're yeah. actually confronted with mm-hmm. it? Yeah,
1: yeah. For me, it was that point about uh, truth and relevancy dancing mm-hmm. together. I thought yeah. that was pretty brilliant. We're in an age where everything is. This is my truth. This is my truth. I'm sharing my truth, but um, not all truth is relevant. Not all truth is life-changing or impactful for our lives. It doesn't pr- mm-hmm. progress us. Yeah forward. Uh, we're, we're opting out opinion for truth. Instead of saying this is my truth, it's really this is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I love that joke about like his size 15 shoe, yeah. <laughs> uh, a true fact, but not relevant, yeah. right? Um, and so the fact that he studied the scriptures and went beyond truth in search yeah. for the relevance of the scriptures, I thought was such a good lesson for all of us. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know, you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation.
3: I'm just encouraged like it took that long journey to get there. And I think even of like, sometimes I'm scared to even share my faith. Again, I grew up a Christian and and it's hard to like, Mm -hmm. because you feel like people are going to challenge you and ask you questions that you might not have an answer for. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and so I think I'm encouraged actually to share my faith more Mm -hmm. knowing that People can have their lives
0: transformed and changed forever. I think the one thing I loved was that there were two missionaries door to door. And sometimes you kind of go really like door to door. But these actually and they were thoughtful and he could talk with them. And I think that's important to remember. Like, I mean, you know. Know what you believe. I mean, yes. it is your story, but, I mean, this changed this man. Oh, this yes. changed Abdu, yeah. those two yeah. missionaries. Yeah.
1: And, you know, you could, get a, you could get a little intimidated and see as as a, as a challenge yeah. that we as Christians aren't really confident in what we believe. But I just want to encourage people that it's an opportunity to dig yeah. deeper. Yeah. Here's, yes. this, here's this well-educated Muslim searching for a counterpart yeah. to really go to toe with, and he's saying there was nothing, dearth, yeah. Yeah. until those two came along. And the two that knew a little bit of something, Thing, changed his yeah, life. It's amazing. So yeah. it's so important that we really dig into the scriptures and have that answer to our hope. Yeah. And yeah. why
4: shouldn't faith be challenging? If God is that big, why should you just be able to wrap your head around and be like, oh, yeah, I believe there should
0: be a challenge to your personal, yeah. the reflective um, aspect of Holy Week. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 Joanna, as we go into the good word, he mentions a verse in Romans 5, 8, that's really significant. You wanna read that and then share some of your thoughts. Yeah, Romans
2: 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. It's this, this idea of not a reluctancy of God to die on our behalf, but the, the way that whole, that whole chapter is talking, it's this pouring out of love. We, so, uh, sometimes we miss some of that in the translation from the Greek, but this pouring out of love, not a, uh, I guess we can help these poor suckers out. It's this like great love in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our, I don't believe any of this, in the midst of rebellion, or uh, darkness or hopelessness. Like, Mm -hmm. while we're in that place, you know, throwing up the middle finger to God, he dies for us. Not out of anything,
0: but great, great love. And Abdi said that, he said what got him was, it wasn't a God who died for the good people. He actually died for sinners. Mm -hmm. And when it translated to like, wait a second, now that's love, because that's a harder love than for easy people, for the people you love, like say your mom and dad or your friends, but actually God, Dying and sacrificing himself for a sinner yeah. Yeah. that he realized he, he himself was—he was like mm-hmm. it was life. You know. Yeah. I mean, we sometimes hear stories, right, of a, a parent who
2: dies to save the life of their drowning child or yeah. something. But that makes sense to us because yeah. it's a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is yeah. the enemy who is yeah. who is the one being saved. It's, yeah. it's really like
1: a, it's like a working definition for all of us. Great love defined mm-hmm. is self-sacrificing. Uh, for someone that's not going to return, maybe not even a uh, worthy, not what, like all of those things, like just, it's yeah. about giving with no expectations, yeah. Yeah. laying down. Yeah.
4: And yeah. speaking of truth and relevancy, it's that aspect of God's love demonstrated that makes that truth that might be distant from a holy God and sinners, yeah. he made it relevant. Yeah. Like, and now you're confronted with it and think that was part of uh, Abdu's journey there. Like, what are you gonna do about this now? Yes
0: wow fantastic thoughts you guys amazing well now let's go to our second part of abdu murray's interview as he talks about the importance of easter well and that's key because that message i think needs to be shared over and over especially in light of easter because we you know we've made easter either a thing to go to you know once a year you know to appease our parents (laughs) uh you know easter like we talked you know bunnies and bonnets yeah. Or, or Easter is, yeah, you know, Jesus. It's, it's almost like a, sort of a throwaway comment. Yep, so he died and then he rose again. It's almost like Yay. a
5: holiday almost. Right, yeah.
0: so why don't we, as people who follow Jesus, say they're Christian or are seeking, don't get the sort of the weight of that? You know yeah. what I mean? like some, I think we've sort of yeah. lessened
5: it. It's funny when you look at the way we say, uh, we greet each other on Easter time. Here in uh, Canada and the U.S. and North America, we'd say, happy Easter, whereas the Greeks, who in whom the whose language the bible was originally written the new testament was written would say uh, christos anasti, and they'd say which is he is risen and they'd say back he is risen indeed Indeed, the risen part of it is everything uh, in that uh, tradition christmas is a very important holiday we celebrate that for much longer than we celebrate easter for which i think is curious Mm -hmm. i often said it this way christmas the birth of christ we celebrate his birth for a reason not because it was the birth of a guy or someone who had a good teaching or someone who was influential in some way. There's a lot of people whose births we celebrate and that, that's one thing. Yeah. Why do we celebrate it so celebratorily? Why do we do that? It's because Christmas makes Easter possible, mm. but Easter makes Christmas meaningful. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that if Jesus died on a cross claiming to be the son of God who mm-hmm. takes away the sins of the world, what he claims is, is that you and I owe a debt to God because of our sin. And no human being alive doesn't know that they're a sinner. They all know they're sinners, and they need someone who's not them to save them from them. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus claimed to be that one. If he died and stayed dead, we have no reason to trust him. But if he died and actually rose from the dead, we have every reason to trust only him. Wow. And he died and he rose from the dead. And that's why we celebrate Christmas, not because of the birth of a vir- by, by a virgin, although miraculous as it was, because the virgin gave birth to our savior and Easter proves that's who he is.
0: See, a lot of times we don't connect the two. Right. I know that sounds funny, yeah. but a lot of times it's like Christmas, mm-hmm. he's born, and then it's like Easter, then he dies, and you know, he rises again. Right. But what you're saying is it's actually the full story.
5: It's That's the beauty of the Christian message, I think. Every doctrine of Christianity, every historical issue of Christianity, what I found so appealing in my own journey was it began to look like A tapestry You know those paintings you see in the mall that are these pixelated pictures where you don't know what the heck it is. And (laughs) they say, just stare at it long enough and your eyes will suddenly snap into, oh, oh, it's a dog or it's a sailboat. I think sometimes people look at Christianity as this incredibly complicated morass of facts and claims. It's all pixelated. But if you sit back and just relax your eyes Hmm. and look at the whole of scripture, look at the whole of what's going on, suddenly it'll snap into focus and say, Mm. that's what it's all about. That's why the Trinity matters. That's why the cross matters. That's why the resurrection matters. Because from Genesis to Revelation, from Adam and his wife and their falling away from God to their need for covering by an animal skin, not by plants, but by Mm -hmm. an animal skin, a sacrifice needed to cover up their sin. Uh All the way through Mm -hmm. to the cross, you see that the plan of salvation was instantiated in the very first people. The Bible's message is beautiful because it's consistent across 3,500 years of writing, three continents, 40 plus authors in three languages. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. And that's yeah. how the connection is actually made.
0: So Abdu, for the person who is sitting here going, okay, I, I, I get you. Um, and I'm, I'm beginning to think that this can be true. Mm-hmm. And that obviously Easter is What would you say to them mm-hmm. they're, they're, that are kind of like teetering on a decision to say, I want to follow Jesus or not?
5: Well, I would say this is that someone actually asked, asked me something similar at a major university, an Ivy League university. How does Jesus and the resurrection factor into this whole mm-hmm. truth and, and freedom and who I really am? Jesus claims, and he says very, very uh, succinctly, he says that you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And then he says, if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So if the truth sets you free, and the sun mm-hmm. sets you free, the sun is the truth. Here's what the truth actually is. Society wants to tell you this, and. I think naturalistic uh, atheism will tell you this. You are just basically either a blob of chemicals or a sophisticated chip. The Bible says you are made in God's image. Mm, That's good. How do I know that's true? Because Jesus claimed it and he died and he actually, as a matter of verifiable history, rose from the dead. If he died for you, it means you have value. How do you know how valuable anything is? And this is what I would say to somebody if you're on the fence. You've been looking for something that gives value to you. How do you know how valuable anything is? By what you're willing to pay for it. That's how you know how valuable something is. So you and I and everyone watching and listening can know they have an immeasurable value because the immeasurable God paid an immeasurable price to spend infinity with you. That's something that atheistic evolution can't give you, that no other religion in the world can give you, only Jesus.
0: And that's something to celebrate. Indeed. Wow. Thank you so much, Abdu Murray, for your thoughts, your time with us, and to set us and get us
5: ready for Easter. Thanks so much. My pleasure, my honor. Thank you, Melinda.
0: Abdu, amazing thoughts wow. and quite yeah. convicting and deep. Yeah, perfect. Your thoughts in response to what he said. Mm. You're all like, hmm <laughs> mm-hmm, processing and... I- I love how he went
4: back to that when the Greeks said, he is risen. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I, yeah. when Christos I was, that yeah. Yeah. and when <laughs> I was in the Russian speaking church, they do the same thing. Christos Vazquez, yeah. Veisino And it was just a rhythm that they got in to remind them of how important that aspect of their faith was. Yeah. He is
0: yeah. risen. Yeah. Yeah. He is risen indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
4: I love that.
3: Mm-hmm. There's so many powerful things that he said. Yeah. One of the things that actually struck me is how long uh, we spend uh, celebrating Christmas. You know, some people start November 1st and go all the way for two months and for Easter it's just one weekend Mm -hmm. commercially right there's some churches like you know that start with 40 days but I just I was really challenged by that
1: yeah
0: Easter yeah it's a big deal. It's more yeah. Some more time then, Brooke, what you're saying, to really, I think, think through it and be thoughtful or yeah, yeah. do yeah. the forty days. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, reflections. Yeah.
4: The Christmas has somehow been tied to the commercialism. Yeah. And right. Easter hasn't, as, not as much. Mm-hmm. But right. the church calendar, they really function around Advent, Christmas, That's Lent, right. and Easter. And that has been a little bit changed with the secular rhythm of the world.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's just reminding us again, like the whole conversation we're having today is that Easter, the story of Jesus death, res- resurrection, it's worth investigating. Mm, it is yeah. actually mm. worth studying. I think a lot of people yes. dismiss it without actually looking at it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then for those of us who believe it, I think this week is an amazing opportunity to stop and ask like, Holy Spirit, would you show it to me in a new way? Yeah. 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 That's great.
1: Um, I'm, I'm deeply struck by this whole idea of, you know the value of something, uh, when you uh, look at the price that you've paid for it, yes. and and I I hear those words that he said. Here's this immeasurable God, paying this immeasurable price mm. for us. Mm. So then you know it's one plus one equals two. Therefore, I must have mm. great value, mm. that he would pay this great sacrifice. Mm. And so uh, for those that are just maybe a little overwhelmed by the scriptures and the teaching, just ask yourself. Is there value in me? What would be the value that someone that I don't know, mm. that I wasn't worthy of no connection with, yeah. would lay down their life for me? That must be a great sacrifice. Yeah. So I must be worth yeah. that. Oh, I must that be worth that. So good.
3: Yeah, I yeah. love when he says that, if Jesus died for me and Jesus died for you,
1: yeah.
0: then there's value, value in yeah. us yeah.
3: Yeah. But he and, saw.
0: And I think that's, I, I want to make sure I get this quote right, but it says, you know, Christmas is important. Cause I want to go back to mm. what you were saying, Brooke but birth of Christ makes Easter possible, but mm-hmm. Easter makes Christmas meaningful. Yeah. It actually has to be yeah. the full story. You yeah. can't just land on one, go to the one event yeah. and we're good. Yeah. We're good to go. Yeah. He, he's like, we do that a lot, but it's yeah. actually the full complete story yeah. of Jesus' life, yeah. his birth and yeah. resurrection. And so and it needs to be the full, yeah. you know, yeah, best journey. those of are the, the two high of the points yeah. of the church yeah. calendar. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's
3: why it's so important to preach the gospel on these like significant weekends, Easter, Christmas, because people that wouldn't normally come to go to church mm-hmm. usually go on Easter weekend, right? Yeah. And um, like to hear the gospel on, on that one Sunday of the year that you, you go
0: is yeah. crucial. Like, nice segue, Brooke, because what would you all say then? Because this is the week that a lot of people sort of access faith, church. Mom and Nan are telling them to come to church this weekend, put on your like bonnet, your pretty dress, maybe your special cape, your cape jacket, (laughs) and head to Easter. But what would you say? What would be an encouragement to say, somebody's watching and listening going, maybe I need to make a decision to check out you know, this Easter time.
1: For me, I would say, because I, I, I know what drew me to church initially, it was hearing the singing. And I know that mm. music can be a draw, pageantry, the theater. There's a lot that happens around this time. Mm-hmm. For anyone that's thinking of going, when you do get there, or we hope you get there. Open up your heart yeah. and move past sort of the theatrics and the, the dressings and just listen to what is being said. There's yeah. a moment there. God is trying mm-hmm. to tell you yeah. you are worth my love and I will pay anything to get it and my prayer is that they would hear that message beyond all of the the things that we do yeah. Yeah. to make yeah. Easter you know palatable for people. That's really good.
4: For me, it would be just go see for yourself. And do you know that resurrection story where the women kind of go to the tomb and they are no, no one ever believes them. Thomas doubts them, and Peter has to go for himself. Like he's got to see it to and really. Jesus is no longer yeah, in the. He's t- got to yes. grasp it himself. Go for yourself, so you can answer this eternal question once and for all. Go for yourself. Don't like, it's great to listen to other people yeah. and don't just go out of obligation. Go because you are seeking that. Truth. Okay. Yeah. Your heart.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's good.
3: Yeah. And sometimes you just do go out of obligation because yeah. it's what you do mm-hmm. on this special weekend. And yeah, I would just say like, I pray for ears to hear and yeah. eyes to see exactly. and hearts yes. to receive. Yeah. Um, just, you know, God wants to do something in in all of our lives. And, yeah. you know, it's easy just to go and be a part of something, but just kind of it goes in one ear out the other. Yeah. yeah. You know, we see, but we don't see. And yeah. yeah, I guess I would just pray that, that, Eyes would be opened mm-hmm. uh, Good. this weekend, yeah.
2: Joanna Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people, that church is a place they have no interest in going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so if that's you, that's okay too. Yeah. Like they're like, read read the book, read mm-hmm. the story, Google, like the story of Jesus, Easter, whatever, yeah. and like yeah. read it at home. Yeah. And as you said, like, just open yourself
0: just so up to cool. it. And you know what? And Like with Abdu, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to question. Mm-hmm. Like God's not upset. God would, loves the conversation yeah. and the true yeah. nature of your heart and questions. So I say to a lot of people, it's okay to doubt. It's okay to ask. Go with questions, and you know, I, I'm encouraging churches too to be open, yeah. seeing people who are questioning or new. Yeah. make sure that you you know mm-hmm. give them a hug and and bring them in. Yeah. But even so, as an
3: encouragement, like
0: all of us yeah. are Christians, and like we have questions still, yeah. Yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, good stuff, and. To Holy Week and Good Friday and Easter yeah. to all of you. He yeah. is risen. Yeah. He is risen. Yeah. He is risen yeah. indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, to read our blogs on Easter and to watch our past shows, make sure you go to seehearlove.com. And as we ready our hearts and minds for Good Friday and we celebrate the resurrection and life of Jesus, know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye.
4: See, Hear, Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seehearlove.com and click the Donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more Honest Conversations with Melinda and the See, Hear, Love team.